Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Did you ever take any like art classes? When oh, you were younger? yes, absolutely. I like, took many. What kind of classes? Well, I think I, I, I think I constructed a puppet. Okay. In one time, uh-huh. and I definitely took. I mean, everybody took like, like re- if you're if you're if you're lucky, you took some art classes, just like matter of course, doing yeah. crayons and finger paints and so forth. But I took I took photography in high school, mm-hmm. and um, oh yeah, my whole college thing was art. Oh yeah. Oops, my whole college was art. <laughs> I forgot about that. I went so I did take an art class in college. Yeah. And I was under the impression that it was just like an art study class. Like we were, cause I'm not a visual artist at all. That's not a skill. Well, I, I don't, okay, okay, sure. It's not a skill that I, that I am uh, super proud of. Or Are selfies a visual art? That's true. Okay. I am very good at those. <laughs> uh, but I, so I took an art class in college that was mostly like uh, studying modern art. And then I was sort of surprised one day yeah. with an activity where we were basically just given like a blank like butcher paper oh. and paints and just like do something. It was this idea yeah. maybe that you just had to do something. And I was feeling kind of grumpy about it because mm-hmm. that is not what I signed up for that class <laughs> yeah. for. And I do not like creating. I'm here to read. I'm here to look. And I'm here to bubble in a, a, a form. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to move paint around a paper. Uh, I'm required <laughs> to take this class. I am, I do not want to be painting right now. So, yeah. so some of the other people in there were actually pretty good at it. And we're yeah. doing art classes because it's they so like frustrating. art. Right. So there are people God. painting like beautiful flowers or yeah, self-portraits sure. or something. Very simple stuff because we only had like the class period. Yes. And so I, in frustration, just took like a primary color and just like smeared it oh, all yeah, over nice. the paper, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. just like whatever. Uh-huh. And so then at the end of the class, when it was done, we like hung them up for yeah. everybody to look at. And so she's like looking at everybody's and just kind of like the, the she being the professor, right? Looking Did you at do a critique. It wasn't like, exactly it, okay. a critique. It was just sort of a like let's all look together. Okay, sure. And then. Uh, so she's like looking at all the different ones, like this like flower, this yeah. like one that somebody kind of did to their dog, I guess. Aww. She was just like, these are good. These are cute. Like, I'm so glad you could finding something nice to say about all yes, of them. Yes. Okay. And then she was like, oh, I like this one. And she pointed uh- and I, and I, I could tell that she was pointing to mine, but I 100% could not believe that because yeah. it really was just like smeared all uh-huh. over. And she, so I, she pointed, she says, I like this one. And I, so I immediately am like, which one? <laughs> Like, which one are you talking about? And she goes, oh, that one, the blue blur. Is that factual? No, not at all. Not even. I'm sorry, I asked. Not even ten percent. Not even. I did take a modern class. You can't make up a. (laughs) What? I can't make up what? You can't make up a joke. It's art. You better not. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Turns out the art was the art we made all along. (laughs) Turns out the true art was the art we made along the way. I'm the worst at that joke form. I can't do it right. What joke form? Like the the thing we made along the way. I always say it wrong. Every time you, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't watch watch enough kids media. It's true, but I'm catching up now. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's your two show, and uh, we're talking about Sonic Underground. Ooh, we just watched episode seven, and it was a doozy. Episode seven was called "The Price of Freedom," but That's right. what it should have been called is "The Price of Acronyms." There's so many acronyms. There were. Oh my god, you're right. There were funny acronyms. There were good acronyms. There were uh, hateful offensive, acron- hateful yes. acronym mm-hmm. references that we'll get to later. Like. 
Okay, yeah, we're gonna get to him later. All right, fine. But <laughs> well, that could be fine. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right okay. now. So like, get right, yeah, because this is the elephant in the room for this episode for me because it was bad. Uh, there's a direct reference to an actual hateful acronym in the real world in yeah. this episode, and it and the thing that they say on this show is they say SAP, uh, spiny, spiny annoying princess. Annoying Don't be princess. such an SAP, which I think Manic says, and then Sonya is like, "What does that mean?" And then Sonic says, "Oh, spiny annoying princess." Like that's a secret code they have. But the two each of other. them have together. That's very bad. It's bad, and it is a direct reference to an anti-Semitic. Huh. Uh, phrase is it yes um it is a i don't want to get too specific okay, sure, about it sure i didn't know that okay but I'll... yeah it is one that has been used in the past and that's just kind of gross Whoa, um and it's, so it's super weird it's like a it's like a different it uses a different letter we don't have to get too deep into it but okay, it was yeah, one of those things would... where i was like this is a very very strange choice for yeah. this show um, <sighs> why so it's like they speak quickly and they have acronyms and they shorten things some of the time. Like, this is not brand new. Yes. But for them to have, like, like uh, it was gross. It, it was, was just gross. straight gross. Like, no no justification, no explanation required. Yeah. Yuck. To her credit, she immediately says, yes, I am a princess. And also, I need to get away from you guys because you're driving me nuts. Yeah. And she left and, went and uh, moved along. The rest of that episode, uh, the beginning of that episode basically is that. They get in a little fight. She gets dirty. She decides that she needs to go get some M&M, which is another acronym, (laughs) which are manicures and massages. So she goes to her friend's place, a friend that she must have had before all the stuff started going down. Mindy. Mindy. And uh, gets given a watch by her friend Mindy. Finds out that that watch is actually a tool being used by the Robotnik Intelligence Agency. That's acronym number three, R-I-A. Yep. Uh, to spy on the citizens of Mobius. And uh, so they decide to stop the production of those watches, get in a fight with a robot monkey named Agent N. Yes. And uh, also an acronym, like technically an acronym, even if it's only one letter long. Yeah. (laughs) What is it standing for? (laughs) Who knows? Um, Get in a fight with Agent N. Uh, Sonya almost gets roboticized. And then they save the day and they save Mindy and her father, who was complicit in this, but who has learned the error of his ways. And then they move on their uh, group a little bit bigger than before. Yeah. Wow. Uh, What a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. What a whirlwind. A whirlwind tour of the uh, military-industrial fascism complex. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. We're just just digging deeper and deeper. Even the song this episode was about, you know, money and how it shouldn't matter. Yeah. uh, And how it cannot buy the things you need. Yeah, I love that. It made me think about, actually, so in the context of the show and in the context of what we've been talking about, that message makes a lot of sense with the philosophies we've seen espoused. Yes. But... That specific idea, this like money can't buy everything, mm-hmm. is something that especially in I think our childhoods was repeated to us a lot. It, well, it was. You're saying that we were told that money can't buy you everything. Yeah, often, but and frequently. But it, I, I, yes, I did hear that a lot. But it's in the in the like the larger environment of being told either implicitly or explicitly that money can actually buy you everything. There is nothing you cannot get with money that you wouldn't need. So it's a kind of like uh, antidote to the predominant capitalist like marketing machine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's something that like had to be said explicitly because the environment didn't even allow for that to like cross your mind. It's making me wonder if this, uh, if this thing, this like, prevalence of these messages in children's cartoons and media if this is part of why we're getting some of the like 
some of the the hot takes now about millennials not caring as much about material wealth in some ways. Uh, yeah, it which, could be. I mean, there's that whole thing, like, why aren't millennials buying diamonds? Well, because nobody has any money. Yeah. Because of the de- <laughs> decreasing wages and, like, stagnant wages and, de- and the increasing gap. Like, duh, that's obvious. Yes. Why aren't millennials, why isn't anybody, why aren't, why aren't video games selling in 2016? Um, there's a lot bigger problems than why aren't video <laughs> games selling in 2016, but obviously one of the reasons is, they're incredibly expensive. money, they're super expensive. Mm-hmm. And they keep wanting you to buy another $400 thing. When you, you just got, anyway, so that's all obvious, but like, yes, there is also the philosophy that we try to express, which is like, I don't want to want those things. Yeah. I want to be happy without them. And many people are, I think, less materialistic mm-hmm. than maybe in the past. Who okay. knows? But who knows? That's a yeah. very, that's pure speculation. Uh, but, and that's one of the core complications of this episode is yeah. this idea that, uh, Mindy and her father, the Latour family, uh, have to make the active decision to sacrifice their yeah. material wealth in order to further their moral goals. Sonia says, I thought your dad didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, they were so wealthy, they had closed the factory. Yeah. And then Mindy says, well, they started taxing us so much that now we had to open it again. But it's great because I helped design this watch. That everybody loves and it's the fastest selling thing and it's an iPhone. Yeah, like, exactly. It's yes. Like, and that's super interesting to me to for this to be in the late 90s and to I, obviously people were predicting this stuff. There were already cell phones or whatever. But the idea of the, like the ubiquitous surveillance device mm-hmm. that is both a fashion object and in this case, the watch like isn't even doesn't even seem to do anything other than be fashionable. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, cheap. It's a cheap fashionable watch that uh everybody wants because it is fashionable and therefore everyone is under surveillance right and but it turns into a spider robot that takes pictures of the same page of your diary over and over again that's what it does in the scene when it appears sonia bursts in the door and it's just going snap 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 but it's not turning the pages of the book <laughs> it's, it's it's sonia's little black book yeah she's like not even my brothers get to read my little black book and sonia, it's like what's in there what is in the little black book like hope you know we are all entitled to our secrets and our and our privacy and the privacy of our own thoughts but sonia what's in the little black book but sonia if the watch can know then let me know yeah let's get the let's let's hack into the feed <laughs> so, i want to read about how frustrated you are with your brothers and how you don't get to talk to anybody else except for them most of the time <laughs> And that's probably the contents of your diary. I was thinking about the like incredibly complicated morality just in that, like basically that sentence. Yes. Uh, when she says that my dad didn't do anything. Yep. Now, because of this situation, yep. the very wealthy are having to work, uh-huh. which is like, you know, part of me is like, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Right? No, obviously, this is, a, this is a bad government. It's a bad situation. But there's a part of that that's like, oh, yeah, people should be having to work for their money. Like... Uh, well, to an extent. I mean, yes, if you you should not well, uh, yes, this is a very complicated mor- moral That's question. What, like yes. you should not be uh, for the most part no one should be independently wealthy uh <laughs> such that they don't have to work because they have exploited their workers through a factory because they used to run a factory but now they don't have to because they got so wealthy they don't even have to run the factory. Yes. Now, if you exploited your wealth like you got your wealth through exploitation and profit, then yes, you should be taxed and those th- funds should be distributed. But you should also be taxed to the point where you can't just get... Sorry, I'm getting like... Well, here's, but, here's what I'm getting at, though. <laughs> here's what I'm getting at. What we are looking at is uh, Sonic, Sonya, and Manic fighting yeah. for the return of a regime that allowed the incredible, incredibly wealthy to completely stop working. Oh, my word. 
Now that I had not put together. Yeah. So prior to Robotnik. Yes. Some of these, and and we've seen them, these these wealthy aristocrats Mm -hmm. who it has now been revealed are not just independently wealthy in the extreme, which they were. But they were wealthy to the point where they didn't, they specifically, oh, let's just shut down the factory. To the point that doing work was a novelty that was Whoa. exciting to her, right? This, and I, so that's an interesting Ooh. thing, which yeah. is, is that something you guys want to address? It, could it really have been the utopia you imagine if uh, people like the people that raised Manic were living on the streets? Oh my goodness, While yes. the Queen Alina was allowing these... Uh, nobility to amass enough wealth to overthrow her like <laughs> this is some good stuff wow <laughs> yeah. yeah now we're piecing it back together because that w- yes the whoa <laughs> this stuff led directly to queen alina's being overthrown because it is explicitly stated wow. that robotnik's money came from the nobility so we're looking at if sonic sonia and manic along with queen alina yeah. put her back in power one of the first things they're going to have to handle is the fact that the nobility were able to like overthrow them in the first place i mean this is like exactly what's happening right now in real life <laughs> the wealthy aristocrats are funding the creation of a fascist dictatorship yes we hope not we hope it will not work out yes but, but that's what's happening right now mm-hmm. and and yes the oh my god I, I okay i don't even we're not even gonna get into this connection because i don't know enough about it but their family name was latour yes and bruno latour is a 20th century philosopher who i believe addressed these topics really i think that they're like i don't know enough about latour to even try to get into that in this podcast but i think that they straight up are referring to like postmodern philosophy in the names of these characters to try to give you a reference point for maybe where to look up like here's what we're talking about yeah like this is what i would do if i was put in charge of a tv like a kid's show yeah exactly like, i would 100 percent have somebody named jock derrida like <laughs> i like i would uh, go way too deep on that stuff i i need to know who made this show now like we've talked about it but this is getting serious their name could also be a joke about, uh, like, the French phrase, like, La Tour Eiffel, right? Like, what it's just, a, just nobility. Like, that's the Eiffel Tower. It just means the tower. And so it could be that they are representing oh. the Ivory Tower, oh, you know, okay. in that kind of sense sure. as well. Okay, that'll, that'll work too, sure. Um, but that they, these characters, are the most interesting, uh, like, bit of this episode because yeah. we are seeing we are seeing our first example of, a, of someone who is directly benefiting yeah, in some ways. Yeah, from uh, and and is able to function in it fine. Uh, the regime of Robotnik, mm-hmm. but are now making the active choice to step away from it. Yeah, and they are showing it to be difficult. Yeah. And, and they're doing a good job with the comedy of that difficulty. Like yeah. they're showing uh, Mindy's struggle to decide what outfit would look best in the jungle. Yeah, exactly. Um, and how many outfits and, she needs to bring. And her dad is like, neither one will look good in Robotnik's dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Yes, and uh, her dad's her dad's bow legged walk down the stairs it's also like deserves an honorable torso. mention. Yeah, just whoop whoop whoop, and this and their awkward hug. Out. Oh my god! Like when she jumps up and grabs onto some part of his body, like and, and then, then they, they just don't move, move, don't move for a second, and then drop down again. There was a lot for 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 an episode that was so much about watches. The timing was very bad. In oh, this it was episode. so bad. There were so many. Like overlong shots, the slow zoom at the beginning onto Dingo's face as he's like just <laughs> squeezing the triggers on his joysticks repeatedly to blast them. 
I'm like, wondering if there was bad uh, communication between the writer and the animation team. Oh, right. Because of that one moment. Well, there were a couple of yeah, moments. Okay. So there was one big moment, and that was that there's a moment where it looks like Sleet is making a series of grunting noises while holding Mindy. Yeah. But it's yeah. clearly his the Mindy's father's voice actor, and they yeah. have just made Sleet's mouth move to yeah, it. Yeah, and it's totally wrong, and it's not synced up at all. And and earlier uh, in the episode, there's a there's a who's on first sequence of jokes. Yes. Where uh Sleet and Dingo are doing a left. Should I go left? Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, like no. left, right. Oh, right. No, right, left. Oh, ah. right. No. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> and then uh 30 seconds pass of watching them like fall down a waterfall. <laughs> so and then the, ne- the next thing is Manic saying uh, something with right in it. Yeah. In a way that seems like the joke there was that he was adding a tag yes. to the left, right, right, left, left, right, right. Oh, but it was that's way, all right. But I didn't even catch it because the because timing, the timing was, so was so bad. Yeah. That whole segment is just weird. Like it, there are a lot of pieces of this one that did not work out right. Right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of very, very strange moments. We did not like the way they talked to Sonya. There was a, and there was weird narrative building that, Got kind of confusing. Like, Sonya had a reason to go to this neighborhood so we would get dealt with. Yeah. And instead of just having her brothers come with her, Sonic goes, oh, I got a letter about how our mom is there. I actually liked that because it <laughs> it's, it shows that he got, a, he got a note. Like, he got information. He got intel saying, your mom's going to be in this one part of town. And he just put it in his pocket. And he's like, oh, cool. We'll do that later. And just forgot and like, about it. And, like, zoomed off and did some other stuff. And then was like, oh, wait, I just remembered this note. Also, what pocket? Also, what pocket? (laughs) (laughs) So fashion comes up a lot in this episode. And the funniest moment is when, uh, so she critiques Manic's fashion and Manic looks down at the only thing he's wearing, which is a vest. Uh And then Sonic says, oh, I've got more fashion than all of you. And the only thing Sonic is wearing is a pair of shoes. He's got a pair of shoes. He says, I got enough style for all of us. <laughs> Sonya's literally the only one actually wearing clothes. Is that where she's, she's got on that like pink ball gown that she slept in? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. That's when, she's, that, that's when she's covered in like a series of, I think that's when she's got like that messed up outfit Okay, on. sure. Or maybe yeah. not. I'm not. She sure. gets in a bike accident and her, all of her clothes get torn up and she gets thrown into a tree and her clothes, like she just gets battle damaged Sonya. <laughs> Like, squirted with oil. Oh, it's just too much. And I also would want a manicure and... Uh, what was the other M? Manicure and massage. A man, an M and M. Wait, can we recreate yeah, the yeah. way that they said the ba- that? Okay, which one do you want to be? Uh, I want to be Mindy. Okay, I'll be okay. Sonia. Okay. <laughs> okay, and is it manicure and then massage? Uh, it's, I think it's massage, massage and manicure. Okay, here okay, we go. So he says, so he says, M and M, what's that? It's a, a massage and manicure. And manicure. <laughs> <laughs> Sonya is so much faster. Minnie's just like, whatever. And again, this communication of the writing seems like the joke was supposed to be they were going to say it together. It's funny if Sonya is fast because she's a hedgehog. Yeah. Like, that's funny. But it was also very awkward. A it, like, did not work out. And I wonder that. Th- manicure. I worry that they recorded them separately. Like, they yes. don't. The, the voice acting thing. Oh, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> also, Mindy that, Mindy was yeah. Mouse from Reboot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Cool. Isn't that cute? That's cute. Wait, does that count as a rat watch? Oh. Digitally, did he rat watch 2016? We got Mouse from Reboot. Hiding inside of Mindy. There weren't any rats in this episode. I missed them. It's a real bummer. It's been like two whole episodes without any rats. It's like, 
Wow, whatever happened in the underworld? Bring the rats back to Sonic Underground. That's all I have to say. That's my campaign. <laughs> I'm going to get them before the next one, I'm sure. Uh, Gosh, there. let's take a quick break and let's come back to it. But okay. let's take a quick break for our brand new segment. <gasps> Speed, Speed reading! reading. All right, welcome to Speed Reading. Tell us about what we'll be reading today, Nick. Oh, absolutely. Um, we have been given a fantastic gift uh, by our dear friend, Tony Ransom. At Tony underscore Ransom on Twitter. Thank you, Tony. We appreciate it. He found in his uh, family estate, in, the, in their basement, he found the book called Sonic the Hedgehog, published in 1993 uh, by Troll Associates. Thanks, and ri- Troll. Written by Michael Teitelbaum. We have, uh, with interior illustrations by Glenn Hansen, which unfortunately you will not be able to see. This we'll is describe in excessive sh- detail. <laughs> this is a, a uh, children's novel about Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, we thought it might be fun to uh, read a, a, a chapter per episode, and uh, just, you know, we'll learn about the... Uh, it seems like we're going... I haven't read the whole thing, but it seems like we're going to learn a lot about who is Sonic, and what the heck is going on. Could you read us the blurb on the back? You bet. Okay, here we go. Sonic the Hedgehog. We got, a, we got um, the cover has Sonic with his shoes revving, and he's just kind of arcing across the cover. Chaos Emeralds and rings are shooting out in every direction. The rings are <laughs> weirdly, like, not toroidal, but they are instead, like, they're, like, sharp-edged. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Dr. Robotnik with his fist raised, just going like, um, I hate hedgehogs. I hate hedgehogs, and they're in some kind of computer facility. On the back it says, He's blue, he's cool, and boy is he fast. Boy. Meet Sonic the Hedgehog as he leaps out of the video game screen. That's video dash game. Whoa. If you're keeping up with the debate about should you say video game or video game. Or now, video game. Video game. Uh, as he leaps out of the video game screen and into the pages of his very own book. In this exciting story, you'll meet Sonic, his friends, and the evil Dr. Robotnik. And you'll learn. Bullet point. How Robotnik came to rule the planet. Bullet point. How Sonic met Sally. Mm. I don't know. Sally Acorn. How Harry met. Bullet point. How <laughs> Sonic got those super red sneakers and much more. Are they? Is this a super red? Yeah, super red sneakers. They're very red. Oh. That's prior to the use of super in that way colloquially. So instead, these must be super powered sneakers. <laughs> Nobody said it like that back then. Yeah. So fasten your seatbelt and let the adventure begin. My my seatbelt is fastened and ready for running. Get re- <laughs> I'm so glad I have my running seatbelt on. Oh my god! Are oh my god! Sonic shoes—they're not Velcro. They have seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> Those buckles are seatbelt. They're seatbelt buckles. That rules. Um, okay. So, uh, this book is dedicated to Chrissy, Lauren, Dana, and Cheryl. Bless Special you. thanks to Roy Wandelmeyer, Arlene Scanlon, Bob Harris, and Susan Reyes. A lot of people went into the creation of this Thank you, everyone. Book. We appreciate it. The title page says Sonic the Hedgehog, and it's got Sonic raising his finger with his leg cro- crocked behind the other one. Crocked. <laughs> Crossed. With and- his leg getting cooked for seven hours leg- <laughs> slowly behind the other one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm ready. I'm going to do-, do my best job here. I'm so excited about this. I'm just going to close my eyes and drift away into a world Beautiful. of storytelling Ooh. and joy. I'm going to bring it to you. Here we go. Ooh, I'm ready. Prologue. Welcome to the planet Mobius. Mobius is a dark and dreary place. It is ruled by the evil Dr. Robotnik. 
Robotnik's factories pour dirty smoke into the air. Schools and libraries are always closed. <laughs> music and dancing are against the law. So is playing games. I can't believe music has been against the law this long. Uh, yeah, this is from 1993. Like yeah. this is there is so much as we've started. Ten to, years after the release of Sonic so Underground. <laughs> <laughs> we as we we have been doing more independent research about the history of Sonic, and so much of what I would have assumed is like weird add-ons as Sonic gained more detail have been there from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll get into some of that when we talk well, about the first game. But yeah. it's been crazy. It's so here we go. Uh, evil robots <laughs> patrol the planet. They make sure no one ever has any fun. <laughs> Robotnik's law says, if you have fun, you go to jail. <laughs> that's pretty simple law. That's if you a have really fun, good, you go to jail. That's very clear. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, mm, no, no debate necessary. The lawyer comes in, says, they had fun. They just, everybody looks at him and go, yeah, I can tell they had fun. Get in jail. <laughs> Get in jail. <laughs> um, Put those smiles away. All in all, Mobius is a rotten place to live. But it wasn't always that way. Once, Mobius was a wonderful planet ruled by a good king. The air was clean. So were the parks and streets. Children played baseball and ate ice cream. People read books and went to the movies. Everyone had fun. But that was... I miss those days. (laughs) But that was all before Dr. Robotnik took over the planet. How could such a terrible thing happen to such a wonderful place? Come back with us now to the time when all was well on the planet Mobius. But hurry! You've got to move pretty fast to keep up with a speedy blue hedgehog named Sonic! (laughs) And there is a very weird illustration of... Like a pen and ink illustration of Sonic. Weird Sonic with his eyes not right. Scooting around, like running very, very fast. Someone's throwing a ball, and various animals who also have strange eyes. There's are a turtle playing rope jump rope with a with a duck and a bear. <laughs> there's a, there's a rabbit reading a book. There's a an elk th- throwing a ball to maybe a fox, and basically all of these character designs are better than what would come later in the Sonic series. I'm sorry, <laughs> I know I'm wrong about that. <laughs> so that was the prologue. Um, <sighs> What did we learn so far? So we're going to start, it seems, back in the days before Dr. Robotnik took over. And yeah. I'm very excited about that. We're going to go all the way back. And we, weirdly, it says that Mobius was once a wonderful planet ruled by a good king. Yeah. I find that kind of upsetting. Well, uh, Sonic Underground is an alternate timeline. So different things happen there. That's true. Like, he probably won't have siblings in this either. Mm. Sally Acorn is that. also a character that exists in... Uh, the comic book series and i think in the older tv shows from the ones that we've been watching okay all right thank you very much for joining us this has been speed Speed reading i want to talk about the song for a second yes so uh this is the first time anyone else has ever sang with them yes and mindy sings the song about (gasps) how money cannot buy you what you need technically that's not true because the monks in the air temple sang backup <laughs> on that one point. song that's so a they, good point but nobody as as far as we know has taken the lead and so mouse from reboot sings a a song with uh dollar bills flying through the sky yes while she uh sings to her father about the fact that money can't buy them everything and she's willing to give up money yeah uh, to help her friend and move forward money can't buy a loving touch or the freedom we miss so much. 
<laughs> yeah. That's a very intense line, which and weird for her because she doesn't really miss the freedom yet. Like she I right. assume presumably even the the wealthy aristocrats are are oppressed in some way, but you know, she we know they're suffering as well, yeah. but uh, it is interesting given the fact that her life has been mostly unchanged mm-hmm. because her father has been working for Robotnik. But this whole scene is about her realizing the extent of, of what's going on and finding her like emotional connection to everybody else. Like, yeah. Ident- they're, they, she and her dad are both learning to identify with the people. They are becoming a uh, part of the movement. What and- I really like about it is that it gives uh, kids some power it's this idea Mm. that you can talk to your parents about things that you disagree with and maybe it'll make a difference yes um you may or may not agree with that as uh as your family has aged collectively but (laughs) but actually i think that you can like it there is so much um there are so many times when people say ah there's no use talking about it they're not going to change but people do change like mm-hmm. the arc of history is long and people do change and the fact that we think people can't change results in people not changing yeah like, that's exactly and, right or in that they are changing but they're just getting like certain things reinforced and going farther down a certain path but you have to have conversations with uh varying kinds of people to get other perspectives and yes disagree for a while or whatever but like disagreement is fine mm-hmm. um especially if you do it respectfully and and out of an, an appeal especially the like personal appeal mm-hmm. of and like this is affecting me and it's affecting you and you don't even realize it is one of the most important things that one of the ways that you can frame having a conversation about systematic oppression or whatever else you get the impression that mr latour was feeling very bad about it already yeah he was not feeling good about making surveillance spiders which is like uh maybe generous <laughs> i feel yeah. like often more likely it doesn't bother them all that much well it's one of those like everybody has their reasons thing mm-hmm. like he immediately goes he it's almost like he's been rehearsing this spiel in his head where he's like oh but you don't understand they said if i didn't help them they would take everything away and so i had to help them in like enforce a surveillance police state and in order to protect my one child Mm-hmm. And people do prioritize themselves and their families and their well-being over almost everyone else, often incorrectly, <laughs> but you get it. Like, that, sure, that's fine. That's a fine encapsulation of why someone might do something wrong. Like, yeah. And it, many people are coerced into doing things in their jobs that they don't necessarily personally agree with, but it's your paycheck, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Right? So, uh, we get that, but... Sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little carried away on some of these, like, <laughs> political topics today. I'm the one going like, oh, yeah? <laughs> well, what about this? Um, I No, I really, really appreciated it. I, uh, I also was surprised at how little um, Dingo and Sleet appeared in this episode. Yeah, they kind of bookended it. They were there. They're chasing them in the beginning. They're doing their Wile E. Coyote, like, uh-huh. roadrunner kind of thing. And then... <laughs> and then yeah, we're away from them for a while. But mm-hmm. then who comes to enforce the factory, make sure the factory's working and give us those robots? Well, it's Dingo and Sleet. Apparently the two only people who work for Robotnik. <laughs> well, so that's what I am curious about a little. Yeah. Is uh, up to this point, I guess, Robotnik has been primarily using robots. What made him decide that he needed living creatures to help him rather than robots to catch these hedgehogs or to to keep control because they've been collecting taxes and yeah. uh, putting pressure on the nobles in a way that you'd think maybe a robot would be great at well we do have agent n mm-hmm. and 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 dingo and sleet appear to have a kind of rivalry with agent n they're like oh no it's agent n again <laughs> right like they <laughs> yeah. they don't like the ria um but 
Which I will say is hilarious. Yes. But strange that it, we're tying it directly to the CIA. Uh-huh. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, well, com- competing branches. Like, the, uh, as I understand it, the FBI and the CIA have not gotten along historically. Oh. Um, like, they are in certain ways pitted against each other mm-hmm. um, or operate in different spheres. And, like, um, Dingo and Sleet as, like, basically the, the like, right-hand agents of Robotnik. Like, they go and do his dirty work. On yeah. an apparently daily or weekly basis, however often the show aired, <laughs> um, but they are not. But they they have sort of special powers, they have special permissions. But it's also like they can transform into whatever they yeah. want. <gasps> which speaking of which, is one of the most important things that happened in the show. The rug. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Sweet says, "I'll stop them," by which he means I'll turn Dingo into a giant carpet that I will roll interminably down a hill until it flops fortuitously over Mindy and Mindy's dad. He kicks a carpet and it rolls for so long and Mindy and Mindy's dad stare at each other and are like, we have to run. We We need to go. And this carpet, just this rolled up carpet, like he didn't use a boulder. No. He didn't do anything. It's just a a carpet that he has flung down. It's about the size of like the magic carpet in Aladdin. Do you think that, because then he has the line that's like, don't worry, I rolled out the carpet for you. Do you think he chooses what he turns Dingo into partly based on what pun occurs to him? Yes. Like, he needs to get his line right. And so... (laughs) Well, it's especially funny because rolled out the carpet doesn't apply to anything else in their situation enough for it to matter. It would be like, all right, uh, 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 oh, oh, I need uh, to make, I need to make a, uh, a a football baby joke. So I'm going (laughs) to... Yeah, exactly. That's, that would be perfect for this moment is if I talk about the... (laughs) The catch my football baby works all the time. <laughs> Sleet's sense of humor is so bad. And it's like, if I could create a transformation based on every bad joke I ever thought of, this world would be a mess. It would be a mess, but it, it would be kind of, uh, it would be a beautiful, funny mess. Yeah. Th- well, thank you. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> if I could turn you into every bad pun I imagined, ooh, we'd have to start researching that now <laughs> we have to get that technology in the pipeline <laughs> because i need it that device is crazy but it's bananas it is bananas oh and this this occurred to me after we recorded our last show we talked about the click remote mm-hmm. we talked about why haven't they done the rewind and then we talked about wh- how did sonic get back as uncle chuck in the time loop like okay, later in this series, I just had I just I further fan speculated on that subject that Sonic must steal that remote control at some point, which would be a great you know gag for the show. Yes, and so, but I think the remote is like it's the ultimate MacGuffin. It's the ultimate tool. Well, let's stick to what we know. Okay, so we know. The Welcome remote. back to the Clickcast. I missed the whole Dragon Tales era. Adam Sandler. What's this? Let's slow things down for a better look. <laughs> Welcome to the Clickcast. We know the remote can transform specifically Dingo yes. into anything that Sleet can make a joke about. Can make a joke about. Yes. <laughs> so, or can make a like a reference yeah. or a, a, a. So, what if what happens here mm-hmm. is Sonic has to get the remote, yeah, and turn Dingo <gasps> into a time travel machine? Oh. Or what if, 
when Sleet finally gets rid of Dingo, he says, I'm going to chuck you in the trash. And then Sonic jumps in the way of the beam. And he turns into Uncle Chuck. And he gets into Uncle Chuck. <laughs> or he says, or he says, uh, looks like time's up. Uh, and yeah. he turns Dingo into a time machine. Right. Uh, which he is going to use to mess with Sonic's right, life. Right. But instead, Sonic <gasps> gets on Dingo and goes back in time. So Sleet and Dingo are like about to be finally roboticized. Like they're finally Robotnik's had enough. He's like, I'm going to get rid of these guys. And then Sleet says, the only way out is if we loop her back. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure exactly what we have to do. The only way out is if... I can't do his voice. The only way out is if... I can't even know either. What is he... The only... The only... The only way out is if we loop her back. And Dingo's like, I don't know. I, I thought Sonic was the one who looped. Is Looper the one where I'm me own dad? <laughs> Is Looper the one where I'm dead at, at before the, even the end? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is Looper the one where you're in a dream and, and it gets slower every time? <laughs> wait, wait. Is Looper the one where I dream of electric sleep? <laughs> wait, do androids wait, wait. Dream, Do android dingoes dream of electric sleep? <laughs> Wait, is is Looper the one where there's that Tiffany gal and I have breakfast with her? <laughs> is Looper the one where there's that kangaroo and he's got boxing gloves? <laughs> is Looper the one where Adam Sandler goes to bed, Beth and Beyond? <laughs> but the Beyond section, it's very funny. It's very, very funny. Completely original. <laughs> this has been the Clickcast. I know it could. Click. Playing some catch. Actually, we're playing some drop, because Ben hasn't caught one yet. And now it's time for Sonic News. Sonic News! Welcome to Sonic News. This week in Sonic News, Build-A-Bear. <laughs> this bear in Sonic Bear... <laughs> Uh, so there's a build a there's a build a hog at build a bear starting this week. You can get them online. You can get Sonic. You can get Tails. This um, this episode is sponsored by Build a Bear. <laughs> Go to buildabear.com slash your two bear. Your two bear. Man, I w- can we get can we get build a bear on the horn? Can we get yeah Sega and build a bear on the horn? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is my favorite way to say it on the phone. Yep. Uh, we're get- gonna yeah because we're about to give them just a ton of money. Because everybody that hears this is going to go and order one of these things. So one, of the, one of the best things about being a major figure in the Sonic universe <laughs> is that this... Caleb's talking about his OC again. <laughs> <laughs> is that this morning when... Uh, I assume it was this morning that the Build-A-Bear got announced, or at least when they got released, uh, I received a Facebook post from one person telling me about it, and so I went... And I was about to purchase them. I yeah. was on my way to purchase them. And I received tweets from two different other people. Thank you, Making everyone. sure I knew. Thank I, you so much. I love I love you guys. <laughs> and don't worry. I did get a Sonic. And I did get a Tails. <laughs> oh, God. There will be plenty of pictures. Build-A-Bear has just announced a partnership with Sega to allow you to purchase a Sonic and a Tails. And they can have a shirt on. And Tonic, to- tonic can be sold in a ring. Wait. And Sonic can be holding a golden ring as a web exclusive. Can we talk Ugh. about uh, how much I love images where Sonic is like 
holding a ring. Yeah, Caleb expressed to me that one of his perfect, like, perfect visions, like when he closes his eyes and he just needs to feel at peace, he just pictures Sonic holding a ring. Well, it's just so... It's so good. It's like if you were to see Mario, which you never do. Mm-mm. It's like if you were to see Mario with both hands holding one of those giant coins. <gasps> like, you would die. That would feel really good. Wouldn't that feel great? Because he... Oh, is it... Okay, wow. Brain freeze. Mm-hmm. Is that because... In the games, they never actually touch them. They just vanish. Right. The ring and the coin are the unobtainable. Yes. They are the desire projected into the world that as soon as you have it, it's gone. It's ephemeral. You can never, it's like, where do the rings go? We don't ever see them, hold them. So it could be that, or it could be that it's really funny to see them holding a giant golden thing. It could be one of those. It could be because the size disparity is ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. That you're yeah. Lo- the ring Who made s- a ring this big? <laughs> Whose ring? Whose finger is this for? <laughs> yes. Who made this giant ring? Where is Sonic putting them? And so yeah. when you see him holding the ring, mm. it's very, very funny. Yeah. S- something about his hand requiring his entire hand to hold on to one of the rings and then imagining the fact that over the that course of a game hundreds of them you're collecting hundreds of them is like where what is he where doing with them they? and it's never addressed at all the rings are too big and he's holding one and if you trawl through caleb's twitter history you can find his cosplay of hot sonic <laughs> holding a giant ring well he was, was kind of dirtbag sonic oh but, excuse me but i uh, i must have misinterpreted it somehow but yes that was <laughs> That was, you're so sweet. That was one of the uh, best parts of making that costume yeah. was that uh, any pictures or like wearing the gloves and then holding the rings, which I made to be a size that was like roughly what it would be for me if yeah. I were a Sonic size. They yep. were very big. Like every picture of those cracks me up. And the process of holding them was the most satisfying, fun <laughs> thing about the costume because it just, it just doesn't make... Where is he putting them? <laughs> Where is he? And if I have one, I have nowhere to put it. Yes. Like, and so they give you a ring that can like attach to Sonic's hand, I think. And oh, it's man. not the same because you don't get to see his like little Build-A-Bear fingers wrapped around yeah. it or anything. Can I tell you my favorite thing about this Build-A-Bear purchasing yes, please. scenario, though? I'm going to retweet this to our Twitter, probably. You can see it on mine uh, if you go back a couple days once this airs. Yeah. But uh, when you are finishing up the process... <laughs> Of uh, buying your plush toys, you can pick a smell, you can pick a sound What uh, for tails. Okay. But uh, under packaging options, you have two options, and the entire sentence, every word is capitalized. The first option is, please do not dress so I can experience the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I need to experience the fun, do not dress. Yeah. And the second one is dress this furry friend so it comes ready to play. <laughs> no. Thank you, Builder Bear Workshop. You thank really you, cheered Build-A-Bear. up my day. And thank you, Sega, for this beautiful celebration of Sonic's twenty-somethingth anniversary. This has been Sonic News. <laughs> So that about wraps it up for this episode. We want to say thanks to people who are involved in this. We want to say thanks to Dave Donkin and Goodnight Productions for our theme song, which is a cover of Hydrosity Zone from Sonic 3. Go to goodnightproductions.com. That's Night with a K. We want to say thanks to Mike Stoney, a.k.a. Bulby, for his covers of Studiopolis Zone and other tracks. YouTube.com slash Bulby for more. All that music is really good. You guys it's should extremely actually good. Like, definitely all, check it out. Every, we're, we're, we're so blessed to have such a strong Sonic, Sonic fandom. 
as soon as we found Bulby, it was like, oh, all of our segment music is over with now. We've got it. Thank you, Bulby. I hope <laughs> that it's cool. <laughs> you said it was cool. I hope it's cool. Uh, we want to thank uh, Zolani Stewart for mm-hmm. tweeting about our show this week. That made us feel really, really good. Oh, that was so cool. And uh, I mentioned them on the first couple episodes of our show, but you should definitely check out some of their essays. It's at F-E-N-G-X-I-I on Twitter. Yep. Uh, yeah. Zolani Stewart has written some amazing things about Sonic 06, Sonic Adventure, uh you can find all those just with a Google stuff search. that really kicked off our our conversations about Sonic, and it's nice that you inse- enjoyed something that we did. So thanks, um, and also thank you to everyone else who has listened to the show and told people about it, and sent us fan art and 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 news about the Build a Bear and all that yeah. stuff. We really appreciate it. Like I feel like I'm getting increasingly like jacked into the mainframe of Sonic culture. Yeah, and I can't. It's I can't get away from it now. If I ever wanted to, like, there's no way I can move fast enough to escape it, and I'm 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 grateful. This was definitely the best year to get started on this because so much is happening because of the uh, the anniversary. Yeah. yeah, and so there's so much news. Sonic and it's Resurgence, been really, really great and nice, and I'm so excited for us to finally experience the release of a brand new game together Ooh. sometime next year. Yes, uh, we're gonna get to see the movie. Alongside we're gonna you watch guys. the movie. We're gonna play Sonic Mania. I'm gonna play the heck out of Sonic oh, Mania. Oh God, I've already pre-ordered it all. I'm so excited. Ooh, great. Um. But uh, I we don't advertise or anything. Yes. And we uh, thank you guys so much for talking about us and tweeting at us. And even just talking in front of other people gives us a lot of yeah. boost. And uh, we know that there is an, a very specific audience that loves Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and we need as much help as possible finding those people. Yeah. If you know anybody who you think would enjoy this, we would so appreciate you telling them about us. And we know they would appreciate you telling them about us because we're fantastic. <laughs> we're, we're the best podcast in the world. So you definitely need to send them our way. And we're not allowed to fact check anything from the last part of the show. Like fact checks are out. Yeah. This is all this is all 100% off the off straight off the, the dome. <laughs> um you so yeah, uh, if you are listening on iTunes, take a quick jaunt. It only take you a few seconds to give us a little review. You know how to do it. Do the review, do the share. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. That's all I'm saying. Time to juice and jam all the way. Did I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's juice and ju- it's juice and jam time. And uh, my juice is your reviews, and my my jam is those social media posts. <laughs> um, <God>. But <laughs> just okay. I know that okay. I just did a really yeah. good job convincing you not to do that. But yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, and we we'll see you soon. I- I'm America's eye roll, Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I'm America's side eye, Nick Splendor. And you're to show. Yes, yes, yes. That was very good. That was actually really fun. I enjoyed that. Do we record that? Yeah.
Okay, yep, good. I got you. Just add that tag way deep in the end. Okay, good. Oops, oh. I think I pulled out the... Oops. <laughs>